वेलकम टू सीजन वन एपिसोड फोर हाई एवरी वन वेलकम टू टेल ऑफ मैन काइंड शो सीजन वन एपिसोड फोर आई एम अनिकेत गुप्ता होस्ट ऑफ दिस शो एंड फाउंडर ऑफ द मूवमेंट द टेल ऑफ मैन काइंड एस डी जीज एंड ह्यूमन राइट दिस कैंपेन इज टू प्रमोट एस डी जीज एंड ह्यूमन राइट एजुकेशन एंड मेकिंग इट रीच टू एवरी क्लासरूम ऑफ द वर्ल्ड बिकॉज दे आर अवर फ्यूचर and it becomes our duty to amplify their voices and empower them to become change makers because young people has the power to change the world in this episode we have someone really special dr jennifer williams from us she is co-founder of teach sdgs global movement she is recognized as a transformation leader in education she is in this field for nearly 25 years through her roles as an education activist professor school administrator literacy specialist and a classroom teacher she speaks writes and consults on practices that develop global perspectives and social good through creative use of technology and her research interest include innovation in teaching and learning equity and diversity in education and social action she is a top influential voice in field of sdgs and human rights we welcome you wholeheartedly ma'am and uh we are thankful that you shared your precious time with us uh it's such an honor to be here today i love any time i have the opportunity to work with the youth that are leading this movement as well so thank you for your efforts thank you so much ma'am and can you please share something about yourself with our listeners I'd love to. So, I'm coming to you from Florida within the United States and we were just discussing this before our our call here. And so I have been an educator my whole life. Uh when I was your age, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I started off in um more of the science of education as a speech pathologist, so working with students who were in need of therapy, then moved more into reading instruction and got very interested in ways that we could empower the voices of students around their passions and their interests and supporting them to take action for social good. So, in so I was in K-12 education for 20 years and then moved to higher ed where I work at the university in 2014. And around that time is when I started to get very interested in the work of the UN. So with the SDGs coming out in 2015, I saw that this was really um the the moment for teachers to be part of this global conversation of how we can all work together for people and planet. Yeah, that's that's really great. So first of all, I would like to know that how does this idea came into your mind that to infuse SDGs into classroom as you're a co-founder of Teach SDGs? Yes. 
So I'm sure um, the majority of your audience are familiar with the SDGs, so the 17 Sustainable Development Goals that the UN agreed upon with the whole world in 2015 to work towards uh, until 2030. So now we're 10 years uh, till we reached 2030, so this is the decade of action. Now these goals cover, we have our very own goal, with goal number four, so SDG4, Quality Education. But I think teachers have been doing the work of the SDGs for a long, long time. So when these goals came out and teachers started to see that things like life underwater and sustainable cities and poverty and gender equality, these are things we talk about in our classrooms every day. So it might be in a science class or a humanities class, world languages, um, even art teachers and PE teachers, we're talking about all of these topics. So the goals for me became this pathway in where teachers that were already doing work around things like project-based learning could have project-based learning for a purpose. And they became this purposeful viewpoint for teachers to, to connect their students to this global conversation. Yeah, I love the idea of teach SDGs. So even I think the same that uh, when we talk about or say that young people has the power to change the world, but how will they change the world when they are not aware that what is happening in the world outside their classroom? So it's a really great idea. And my next question is that... Uh, if I ask you about the the quality education, what does quality education mean to you? And also tell two components that should be there in our systems to enhance the standards of our education. Yes, that's interesting you asked that. I was asked this question um, to define quality education in a conversation I was in about a week ago. And I think that for me, this definition is always evolving. So if I would have been asked a question on define quality education 10 years ago, my viewpoint of education globally was so different. I didn't understand what classrooms in India or in Nigeria or even in Belgium looked like compared to what education looked like to me here in the United States. So I think as we grow and as we have this global understanding and this perspective we're, we're starting to see into classrooms, we are also evolving with our definition of quality education. Um, I think for me it really stems back to though is um, access to having access to information, um, to reliable information that isn't, um, overwhelmed with bias and being able to create a platform for students to pursue those passions and from early ages. So we have in our Teach SDGs network of teachers, so many that are working with students as young as age five, even age three. In our goals project, we had students three to six-year-olds joining in and examining the goals. So if we can with teach sdgs and i think a lot of people see teach sdgs and they see the word teach and they think it's for teachers but really it's for anyone so students like you the youth that are teaching the world about the sustainable development goals 
we're seeing um, a lot of action there. So it's, it's anyone that is interested in teaching and learning, and that can be someone, a five-year-old or a 95-year-old. Yeah, the age uh, is just a number. It's the experience that matters. So, yeah, my next question is that when we talk about SDGs in classroom, the main thing that first comes into our mind is how to start. The idea is really amazing to think, but how to start it? Can you please share some strategies or how you have started? Mm -hmm. So I think with the SDGs, what I've loved about seeing what's happening in classrooms is it's really leveled the playing field between teacher and student. So the SDGs are, I mean, they've been around for a couple years now, but they're new for almost all of us. And so it, it allows teachers and students to be co-learners in this process. So things like climate change, that's changing every day. So we're all learning about this together. And I feel the best way to teach SDGs is through an inquiry process. So giving students the questions and proposing those to them and then letting them go and learn. And so we, we look at oftentimes the human-centered design process. So guiding students it doesn't matter either. Um, having them go through a process of inspiration, so getting the research, then interviewing experts, learning what's happening out in our world, taking on new perspectives, then going into an ideation session. So they're thinking of all the different opportunities that they can create and then and um, implementing those ideas. So that three-phase approach to design thinking really makes a lot of sense for me for instruction so it doesn't matter what you plug in anything that you want to research you, you can go through those three phases of inspiration ideation and implementation i think it's just being flexible as a teacher being comfortable giving up the power to your students and saying i'm going to follow your lead and then where we go is the possibilities are endless yeah that's a great answer so what do you think about how technology is helping us in teaching SDGs in classroom or in general in education. How is it beneficial? Yes, so I love that you asked this question. So I have a, a, a great interest in ed tech, so educational technology. And what I've seen that it's been able to do is take these voices of our students or anyone really and share them out to the world. So as I mentioned in the beginning, what I've been able to do with my connections on Twitter. So keep teachers that I'm, I'm meeting and learning about their worlds. They're able to share pictures and videos and meet with me and explain what education looks like there. So I, I think ed tech when used as a creation tool. So how do we create using technology and also a communication tool? How do we get those ideas out to the world to gather feedback, to, to um, expand our, our knowledge and our understanding. So used in a meaningful way, not just used so I'm just going to take my textbook or take my worksheet and put it into an online space. That's really not gonna move us any further where we are. So I've been teaching online for 
several years. And we're seeing right now what's happening in our world. A lot of teachers and students are shifting and moving into a distance learning setting. So I'm watching carefully and observing and seeing what we're going to be able to learn, how we can grow from this and how we can make more proactive decisions rather than reactive. Right now we're in a reactive state where we're just trying to react to the situation and find the most um, available solutions. But I think soon we're gonna to start to see genius come out of all this where they're saying, well, how about we use technology in this way or, or how about we change up our instruction to incorporate ed tech in new ways that we hadn't thought of before. Yes. Uh uh, technology is our future. So, you know, uh, when we talk about technology, we are just looking on its one side and we are often ignoring the another side. We are overlooking it or we are ignoring it. I don't know, but I was reading a report yesterday and it clearly mentioned that uh, the uh, the search of abusive content on internet has have took a massive jump in these days. So what do you have to say on it? Another important question. So I think as educators and just as consumers of information, um, we all are consumers of information. I think that the negative things that are happening in online spaces are not gonna go away. Um, just like we would if we were in a classroom, there's gonna be negative distractions and distractors in the classroom. So my take on it, in my opinion, is that we need to start early with our youngest students and empower them to be critical consumers of that information. So to be able to discern their way through, understand what is a reliable source, um, how do you deal with, if like we're seeing that, that some people are coming into these video calls and doing things that are inappropriate. So is the answer that we just stop doing video calls? Or is the answer that we respond um, in a professional way, we re quickly remove that person and then we uh, refocus back on the people that are doing the right thing. So it's technology has a human component. It's not just technology existing in isolation. There's going to be people around it and people are going to do human things. So I feel like it's, uh, it's, our responsibility as leaders and you know leaders at the youth level and educators globally to support our students to be able to take action um, using ed tech and be responsible and um, be to be critical as they're thinking through how they're going to use tech in their current studies and in their future work yeah so that's a really great answer and i loved your point that technology has a human content so now I would like to ask you that if you have a class where children are not interested in uh, learning SDGs or just doing philanthropic work, social work, so how will you start in teaching? Because most of the teachers have this excuse to say so share enlighten us with your experience or your strategy to in, in learning well, that's important to think about as a teacher right um i think that's that is it's important for us to consider as teachers and as people that are teaching 
teaching the SDGs. I feel like it's, um, I've seen people teach the SDGs by rote, like SDG one is this, SDG two is this, just a <laughs> memorization of facts. <laughs> and that's not teaching the SDGs. So for me, it's finding those personal connections, just like we would do with any best practice and in instruction. How do you make those uh, or facilitate those personal connections to, to the work and the work of the goals? And so I think first, a couple things, I think first it starts with excitement and passion by the instructor. So you know how it is. If you have a teacher that's so excited about a topic, you naturally get interested as well. So those amazing teachers that are out there and sharing their passion. And it might be, um, I know some teachers that are passionate about one goal. And that's okay, like share on that goal and then open it up to your students. And um, I think it's, it's contagious. And then I think also it is having them understand those purposeful, meaningful connections on how it relates to those students' lives. So when you think about the whole world and maybe you're a young student, it's hard to see past yourself and past your community. So bringing it down to the local level and to the level of self is a great way to start. So um, yes, it'd be great to talk about climate at a global level. I was just on a call with NASA. We were looking at climate at a universe level. So it's great to take it to that broad view, but I think we have to start with the people first. And then third, I think, is just make it fun. So again, not having it just be memorization of facts. It's let's experiment. Let's get dirty. Let's get our hands into it. Let's build and create and invent and uh, share stories. We were able to do that with the goals project, and we have nearly um, 2,000 classrooms, so like 60,000 students around the world doing the work around the goals project. And we didn't say it needs to be in this box. It was like, you do what you want. And we had students creating art projects. We had them doing science inventions and experiments. We had them creating plays and sharing that out with the world. So letting them create on their own and not putting in too many restrictions or rules. Yeah, true. I 100% I agree with you. So uh, uh, when I meet teachers, so most of them are like, they are not interested in exploring a lot in teaching world like entrepreneurship, skill education, or like this SDG and human right education. Very few teachers are, are passionate about exploring. So what do you have to say on it? And how can they start exploring at least? So we see that, um, we do see that. So a couple things, some teachers are not able to leave their syllabus and they're dictated by their administration that they are not able to go beyond those boundaries. And so I think it's about being creative. So for those teachers that are ready to go and want to jump into the SDGs, but they might not be able to, I think it's about being creative, finding ways to bring the goals in instead of so I always talk about with global education, bring it into whatever you're doing. Try not to make it an extra, like a separate type of topic. Um, so I think for those teachers, be creative, pull it into your content, align it to the standards you're already working on. Uh, for the other type of teacher who may not feel comfortable yet moving outside of the syllabus or it's just not in his or her experience or practice to teach in this way, I just always recommend slow, small steps. 
And I can start with our youth and our youth saying, you know what, I would really love to have the opportunity to explore fill in the blank. Would you be able to help me? Teachers by design want to help. And so I think if it came from our students and them saying, I'd love to try this out and an invitation to uh, welcome them in, would you help me? And starting small like that with maybe one student where then I have so many teachers right now, like you're comfortable on video, you have your own podcast. It's remarkable. So many teachers with what's happened in the last month, they've moved to video for the first time in their careers. They've never been in front of a camera. And that's, that's very uncomfortable for many. So they're taking a risk, they're seeing how it is outside of their comfort zone, and they're realizing, I can do this. So it's, it's a slow process. We're changing a system that has been in place for over 100 years, and in um, some locations, more than that. So I think we just need to stay at it, small steps, work together, and share out the voices to the world. Yeah, that's true. It, take, it always takes time to change the mindset. They are continuing from last so many years. So yeah, it will take time. So now there comes an interesting question. Uh, share your two most favorite SDGs that you love the most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Uh... Um, it's funny for me, like the SDGs feel like my, my, my children, like almost like my class. And so to say that there's a favorite, like a mom, I have three kids, you never feel like you love them all in a different way. So um, though the SDGs, I, I will give you an answer, but though the SDGs are distinct by number, they all work together. So you can't have one without the other. So it's like, you know, it's, all, it's um, a puzzle that's all pieced together. So without one, it's not complete. Um, I, I absolutely love SDG 17, Partnership for the Goals, because I believe so strongly in partnerships. Partnerships like this, where we're working together for change, and we can see students working, like intergenerationally, students working with older people. We see teachers working with industry experts. We see policymakers in the UN caring about what our youth are saying. So I really love SDG 17. I also love, um, I, by default, I have to, is SDG 4 because it's everything I'm made up of. <laughs> it's in my DNA. So um, I would say those two I'm partial, partial to, but on any given day, I'm interested in others. I've really been interested in sustainable cities recently. And so I, as I hear an expert or I learn about a new topic, I'm like, oh, this applies to that goal. And I get really interested. So, so I'm always learning. Yeah, that's a truly interesting answer. So my next question is that, you know, uh, my initiative's name is The Tale of Mankind, SDGs and Human Rights. So I know, but I would like, you to share your views on linkage of SDGs and human rights with our listeners. Mm -hmm. So um, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, I think we need to continue to look to this, to this document um, as we are right now really excited and interested about the SDGs. But human, like SDGs is an initiative for 15 years. 
human rights is something that we are going to, and we'll be working on the SDGs for the rest of our lives as well, but it starts with people and people and planet. So the SDGs focus on people on planet. Um, human rights, we need to, to achieve these goals. We need to bring every person into this work, young and old, um, every type of profession, we need to hear from everyone and we all need to do our part. And we need to also seek out whose perspective is not being represented and we need to go after those people and bring them in. I think right now, more than ever in our history, we're seeing the power of collective action and how everyone together needs to work for change. And if we all aren't, I mean, even one person, you know, this started, this can start with one and then can make a global impact. And if we were to do the reverse, what if we start with one and in our own little way, trying to inspire change. And though sometimes it doesn't feel fast enough or it doesn't feel grand enough, it's every day, as long as we take those small steps, we're going to move in a better direction. So I think the fact that you're focused on human rights is exactly where we need to be. And I'm so um, proud of the work that you're doing. That's an insightful view of yours. So can you share two of your advice, learnings or experience for our educators and young people? I think um, it's don't give up. Uh, every day, don't give up. And sometimes it's, it's I, I work with our future teachers. So I work at the university level with uh, pre-service teachers who will be in our classrooms within the next few years. And they come in so eager. And these are people that were like me, like born to teach. And they knew they wanted to be in this profession. And they can't wait to get their classroom and do their bulletin boards and to meet their first group of students. And I tell them, I say, it is hard. It is a hard job. It's not easy, but it's worth it. It's such an important profession in um, our society today. So I tell them, and what I have them do is I have them write a letter to their future teacher self. So in 10 or 20 years, when they're having hard days and they have overpopulated classrooms that we are, as a world, gonna be facing in the next 20, 30 years, that they can read that letter and remind themselves of why they got into this work. So it's don't give up, stick with it. Know that if you're, if you're working on SDGs or if you're working on human rights or if you're working on the science lesson for today, that this matters and you never know. In, in 10 or 15 years, that student may come back and say, you made all the difference for me. Yeah, that's a great advice. So we are on the end of our podcast. And do you want to share something that I may have missed to ask you? To ask you? Well, I'd love, yes, I'd love your audience of students or teachers to keep continuing to share the SDGs. I'd love to hear from them. I learn the most from our network of change makers. So I am on Twitter a lot. So at Jen, J-E-N Williams, E-D-U. And so I'd love for people to tag me in there with ideas. I'm again, I love SDG 17. So I'm always open to partnerships and ways to work together. I also have um, 
some projects coming up right now. We're working on the Take Action Project. We have classrooms all around the world. We'll have the Goals Project again in September. So if, if your students or teachers would like to join for that, they can go to goalsproject.org and register now. We have hundreds of classrooms that are already signed up and ready to go, and we anticipate we'll have quite a lot um, in September joining. So yeah, I'd just love to hear, I'd love to hear from your network and learn. That's, uh, that's what I'm doing um, this year. And my, my one word is, so every year there's a, um, there's a movement called One Word. Have you heard of that movement? Okay, so what happens with one word is a teacher and a student can do it too. They pick one word for the year that's going to keep them focused. And I've had um, relentless and intentional. I've had a lot of different one words. My one word this year is actually two words and it's for all. So I'm constantly thinking of how can we ensure quality education for all? How can we ensure that all voices are included in the conversation for uh, a better world? yeah so so i would love to join the goals project and i i thank you once again ma'am for sharing your precious time and joining us in this episode thank you so much ma'am oh thank you for having me and thank you for the work that you're doing I